see if there's any NBA. We back. Oh yes, we are. <laughs> Episode six zero. Let's go a little while longer. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll get to everything in a sec. Welcome to episode 60, episode 60 of the Blake Mayfield podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I'm here once again today with Mr. Alec White. Al, how are you, man? I'm great. Week off work. I'm uh, I'm feeling good. <laughs> needed, needed a little battery recharge. <laughs> You've been waiting for the week off, too. You've oh, been talking been... about this for three months. <laughs> I've been waiting. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Um, I want to give a shout out to everyone who is streaming this on any DSP they are streaming it from. Thank you very much. Um, there's actually been a lot going on, um, which I, I didn't. We didn't talk about this in pre-pod, but I want to talk about just kind of what's been going on uh, with me and just kind of the podcast situation over the last few weeks. So we have been gone for a month exactly. October 23rd was our last day. Um, fortunately for me, it, it is a good thing. I moved houses and stuff like that and I'm back with my family and whatnot and we have a new podcast studio there's a new studio here in Reading at the Reading Library I want to give them a shout out and tell them thank you very much for letting us come here and record here um and I want to kind of you know share the wealth and spread the love that's who I am I'm not someone to try and be selfish and you know keep it all for ourselves um if you guys haven't heard about this place it is free to use if you get a library card and you can schedule two to three hours in the studio um at a time twice a month um, and me and I were talking about how we can maybe hack the system a little bit. If you have friends that want to get library cards, maybe that'll work out for you as well. You can get like one session a week kind of thing. Um, but if you have a single library card, which is free for the writing library, um, it's ShastaPublicLibraries.org. You can go on there and just sign up. It's super easy. It takes less than five minutes. Um, you can come and use the studio and whatnot. And it's super it's, professional. It's, I mean, it's awesome. They got everything. Everything in here. It's noise canceling. They have an on the air sign. I've been posting snaps over the last few days of different snapshots from the studio and stuff like that. Um, and it's super cool, dude. Like everyone here is nice, and it's just I think it's really generous of them. This is brand new and opened up right when the library opened back up, which was October 30th, I think. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's been here two or three weeks. 
Um, so there's that going on. And then also the reason why we've been gone for a month is because personally I have uh, gotten sober myself. Um, I'll be honest with you guys. I don't really know if it was noticeable, but I've been doing a lot of the pods on drugs this whole year. Um, and while they did still come out good and sometimes it would work to my advantage, such as the Clippers rant, um, <laughs> there, you know, it was pretty volatile stuff that was going on and whatnot. And I do want to have a podcast one of these days with either someone I'm in my program with, or maybe just me alone or something like that. I mean, you know, maybe even with you here, just about sobriety and about how much like it does suck at first and how tough it really is, but how much is also worth it. Um, mm-hmm. I am 27 days today, so I'm almost at a month. So Friday will be a month and I'm really happy about that. I haven't been... A month clean in over four years. So um, there's just been a lot of stuff going on and I'm, you know, moving back and forth and we're trying to figure all of our shit out. Originally, we were supposed to have a guest as well. We literally came in here and recorded the podcast last week and um, we didn't know how to work the microphones and whatnot. I didn't have my usual equipment. So we're back to the MacBook and the Yeti microphone and uh, the filter and whatnot. And we have a noise canceling studio and I am sweating my ass off because I'm withdrawing, but we're here. And um, one last thing, I have new gear for the podcast. Um, I have hats and I have four at this point. Um, I'm willing to give them all away for free. I'm deciding if I want to do like a little TikTok giveaway or if it's like a first come first serve. If you DM me on Snapchat or something, the first four people get a free hat um, and it's totally free. And I mean, you can promote it if you want. You can wear it. You can do whatever you want with it, to be honest with you. It's all an investment. Um, I do plan at the top of the year of having like actual inventory, having maybe 20 or 30 hats and shirts and starting to sell them. Um, they're not going to be too expensive. I'm not going to charge anyone at the ass because this is a brand new thing we're doing, but I'm just trying to figure out ways of how to make money and you know we're not on Spotify and we're not sponsored by Spotify we're on there but we don't make money from them or anything like that so um you know it's 2020 it's it's still COVID times and whatnot unfortunately especially here in California so um, I want to shout out everyone that's listening everyone that's tuned in and it's episode 60 and I'm really happy to be here and I feel like this is all really fitting I don't know if you have anything you want to say about the running library or anything in general but we made it to 60 man I mean just every podcast you know it's so it's so much fun and Anyone who's thinking about doing a podcast, you know, it's it, it is a lot of fun to just talk about, you know, whatever whether you're talking about sports, what's going on in the world, your personal life. I, I totally recommend it. I mean, it's something that I look forward to whenever we're gonna whenever we're gonna do it. Um, and I mean, this this studio is just insane. I mean, when we walked in here last week, we were just all dumbfounded. Dude, it's like walking into the Jelly Belly factory. I mean, like it's, and, it's something else. And like I've been telling Blake, like I know you guys can't see, but this looks like a full-on gaming setup right here too. Like if you wanted to come and record some Twitch stuff, I mean, yeah. there's there's literally a little bit of everything in here. So, I mean, if you guys are thinking about it, definitely come check it out. I'm sure if no one's in here, they'll let you come check it out and look at it and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm definitely going to post videos and maybe pictures on Snapchat. Definitely TikTok. I have a TikTok now, which I never thought I would get. But when you're trying to become like a podcaster, star, whatever the fuck, you got to do everything that you have to do. You got to exercise every resource. So I have a TikTok now. I changed my username on basically everything. Uh, Facebook, it's still Blake Mayfield just because that's my most personable app probably. But um, the Blake Mayfield podcast on TikTok, on Instagram, on Snapchat, uh, the Blake Mayfield podcast. Go ahead and add me. Uh, I will be posting more and more stuff. Um, like I said, now I have so much free time on my hands. I'm currently not working. I'm finishing up my semester in college, and I'm going through like a basically a rehabilitation program. Um, you know, while I do all that, and I'm just with my family and stuff like that. So um, ending the year out on a bang, but it, it's a good thing. It's you know I'm starting to eat better and whatnot, and lose some weight. So 
Um, it's all good stuff. And, you know, this is, I think, the start of something good. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm taking a master class next month, which I don't even know really what that is, through Spotify. And I think that they're going to pick a certain handful of podcasts they're going to sponsor going forward. So maybe this turns into a career way sooner than I thought it would. Are you going to give them the, uh, the Clippers Rant podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I think you send in your whole, like, discography of, oh, like, okay. what you got. But de- that's definitely number one. I think Pandemic P. I do like Cheeks. I think Cheeks is a fucking classic episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'll pick another one. I, I don't know. I mean, there's probably one that we've done in the last few months I like. Yeah. I, I like the Pandemic. I like that episode, that too. Good, I, yeah. I think that was a good one. So um, I'm definitely <laughs> I'm definitely going to send in the Clippers rant for sure. I, I yeah, think that that's is. Dude, it's so sad how much I listen back to that because I'm sitting there like it's so egotistical, but I'm like, dude, I was so right. I was so right about this shit. Like, I don't know. I didn't realize how long I went on that day, but thank you for uh, letting me do that. That was really awesome. I think that was one of the brighter moments on the podcast. Uh, So, yeah, without further ado, though, let's get into it. Today, I wanted to introduce a couple different things. So me and Al have both gone into sports cards. He has a new um, page that he has up and whatnot. And the last podcast was about 530 sports cards, but it's really taken off over the last month. I just wanted to let you get your shine and let you get your shit off. Yeah, so the username, uh, for those that don't follow me on Instagram already, is 530.sportscards. I'm currently sitting at about 130 followers. Uh, I have kind of been slacking a little bit. and Work's been tiring and, you know, between everything going on, it's hard to keep up with a little bit, but I, I am getting back into it now and studying the market for some more posts. Um, but it really, it's just a, great, a lot of great information for those that either want to make money off sports cards or want to have long-term investments in sports cards. Um, I mean, and as, as Blake has figured out in the last couple of weeks, they can be very profitable, yes. which, which we'll transition to in a little bit. But um, I mean, it's, it, it's a lot of great stuff, guys. And for those that are maybe on the fringe about doing it, I'd highly recommend it. Because, I mean, me and Blake were talking on the way here. Even just, it feels like Christmas, like you said, opening up a, a box of cards. 100%, yeah. Um, and you, you, there is the gamble, you know, that you're not going to make your money back, um, which you won't 80% of the time, but that's the fun in it. Because when you do make your money back, sometimes you can hit big. Um, but, yeah, definitely go check it out. I'm I'm posting a lot of good stuff over there, a lot of good investments. Uh, I mean, anyone that wants to make money, go check it out. That's yeah. yeah, definitely. Money-making opportunities. So just to elaborate on that point, um, I was fortunate enough to hit on a Silver Prism Borough card, which any sports card fan out there knows. That's basically like hitting a lottery right now. And I know Joey Burrow got hurt yesterday. <laughs> Joey. I know he got hurt yesterday, so uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. And his mm-hmm. card stock probably did drop a lot. But um, as far as the cards go, they're worth a lot. I mean, he looks like he's on pace to get Rookie of the Year, or was. Now I think it's going to be Herbert. Yeah, probably. Um, but I was able to hit on one of those, and I'm brand new to the game, and I literally, if Al would have told me it was worth $10, I would have believed him. So, you know, like a dumbass, I, you know, asked him and whatnot, and he was honest, which, you know, thank you. You were just like, holy shit. Like, I basically just, like, wet my fucking pants. I can't believe you just got this card. Um, so I sent it into PSA. It's I expedited it because I was like, if it comes back as a 10, it's worth, like, three or four grand, apparently, and now it's probably worth about 1500 So it's just the risk you take. That's another thing. It's a vicious cycle with, yeah. you know, athletes and stuff. I mean... I was on my way to probably getting like a little mini lottery off Burrow. Now it's like, I can still get one, but it's just not what I thought it was going to be, which is okay. And, right. you know, we care more about Joe Burrow's health than his fucking card value. I mean, at least I'll speak for myself. Oh, yeah. Um, 
So yeah, but you could definitely hit it big. I mean, I literally bought my Mosaic Blaster Box, which if you guys are looking into it on Amazon and stuff like that, um, it's the one that has Mahomes on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's pretty hard to miss if you're looking, especially if you are a card person. You should know what you're looking for. But um, they're from Panini uh, Mosaic, and I just opened them up, and that was basically the only valuable card that was in there. But it only takes one, basically. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's kind of like you know, girls, man. It's like it just takes one yes. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so that's just what it's all about. I sent them into PSA, so I'm waiting to hear back from them about that. But yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think it's something that definitely, if you have, you know, if you are getting clean or sober, or if you're just bored of shit, or you know, whatever it is, or if you love getting high and looking at a sports car, get into it, man. I yeah. mean, it's really fun stuff. There's um, I highly recommend. I one thing I would say is if you guys have any questions about cards or boxes, DM me. I'll be honest and say that's a great deal, or say don't buy that, save your money. Um, and then another thing, you guys look up uh. Look up Dynasty Breaks on YouTube if you kind of want to look at cards, see what they look like, figure out what you want to buy. Um, they're who got me and my brother into sports cards. They are a break company, which means they, you know, do they break boxes of cards and then ship you the cards for the team that you got. Um, but they do a lot of different cards that way. You guys can kind of look around, see what you like. Because um, I started out buying baseball cards, and then after kind of going to them, I was switched to just football and basketball, mainly because that's where the money is. But um, yeah, I mean, go check them out. They're great people. You know, it is expensive if you do want to buy into a break, but it can be very worth it. I hit a four out of five uh, Herbert RPA a couple months ago back in mm. the summer, um, which mm. I mistakenly sold for $200. But that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, I don't know how much it's worth now. But, right. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun, guys. And I highly recommend it to people, like you said, that are just bored. Because that's what it was for me, you know. Once the pandemic started, I was just bored. But, you know, it's, it's something that definitely is very rewarding, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, like Al told me in the last podcast and whatnot, if you're in it just to make money, that's fine. If you're in it for a personal collection, that's great. Um, but I do want to warn you guys, like if you guys get a Mosaic Blaster Box, you're going to get 32 cards, and I'll probably damn near guarantee you 31 ain't worth shit. Yeah. You're going to be waiting for one fucking card, basically. And there's a good chance 32 won't be worth anything. Right. But, you know, that's the risk you take. I'm a, I'm a very lucky person. Someone in the sports card universe likes me a lot because I seem to get, you know, one or two cards per box. So I just, I'm very grateful for that. And I, I thank whoever that person is out there that's uh, looking over my mosaic boxes. But um, let's transition into Ken. Uh, we're going to have a guy on next week. Um, it'll either come out on the 1st of December or the 2nd. Uh, his name is Ken. He runs a new place here in Reading called Compass Sports Cards. And um, he's, he's a big sports card fanatic. And it's the first shop we've had here since, I think, the recession, right? 2008? Was that the last time we had a sports card place? I don't remember when the shop closed. We had a place called Collector's Choice. They might have been around a little bit longer than that, but probably since around 2010, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's been a while, and it's long overdue. Right. Um, I mean, the closest sports card shop to here is Sacramento. And I, I've been to both the card shops in Sacramento, and they both really aren't that great. So I think it was long overdue. And, I mean, Ken is, Ken's a great guy. and Absolutely. Know, he, he, he shoots straight with you. Um, he gives pretty good deals. And, you know, it's, it, it's, we needed a guy like that, not only for the hobby, but for this town, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it, it's how I think of it, it's like a, a safe place to go watch sports yep. and, like, mingle with people that, mm-hmm. like, you fuck with and whatnot, too. Um, and I, that's what I found personally. Because, I mean, I know, you know, everyone's doing the social distancing, stay home, and all that shit. But it's not really like that here in Reading. People are still kind of doing whatever the fuck they want to do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just I think it's very necessary. Because I, I wonder if people think about that. Like, who would open a business in the middle of these times? Right. Well, you know, this business is booming. It's coming back. We were talking on the way here about how, 
how, you know, there's certain businesses and stuff that have totally failed and collapsed, but there's also ones like sports cards and um, some others I, I really can't think of right now that have definitely made a comeback because what else are you going to do? I mean, it's right. like you're supposed to stay in your house and just do nothing. You can get something Amazon Prime to you. You can get something FedEx to you or whatever. Um, and that's what I did. And, you know, fortunately, like I said, I was able to hit on the borough. But um, I want to give a shout out to Ken. He will come on next week. So there's going to be a lot more in-depth stuff. We'll totally go in-depth on why he wanted to open the shop and whatnot again. But uh, Compass Sports Cards, man, they sell hoodies, T-shirts, hats. Al has the hat on right now. Um, I have a hoodie myself. And Ken's a super good guy, super great guy, and I'm definitely looking forward to having him on. Um, yeah. He was one of the two special guests we were supposed to have, and maybe we'll get the other guests back. I think, I'm sure we will at I, some point. I think if we just wait till the new year, maybe sometime next month we can get him back on. So, yeah. Um, yeah, without further ado, let's hop into the sports, though, man. Let's see what we got here on the docket. So, NBA free agency. We want to talk about all the NBA stuff. It's a really weird time of year to be talking about NBA free agency. Yeah, very but, strange. Um, we want to talk first about the Charlotte Hornets, which I'm sure is the first time I've ever said that shit in my life. The Charlotte Hornets drafted LaMelo Ball, third overall, from, uh, where is he at? Australia? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, from Australia. He was in the professional leagues over there getting paid. And uh, Michael Jordan decided to spend some of his fortune on Gordon Hayward for whatever reason. Four years, $120 million. Um, and, I mean, look, Gordon Hayward's a good player, but, I mean, he someone needs to do, like, an exorcism for him or something like that. I don't know what's going on. Some sports got out there fucking hates Gordon Hayward. I don't know what the fuck he did, but yeah, someone hates him. So I'll let you go first. What do you think Charlotte's going to do as far as the future goes and stuff now? To be honest, I have no clue what they're doing. I mean, we've talked about teams in the past where we, we say, you know, what's their plan? We don't know. Um, and the Hornets definitely fall in line with that. Because, I mean, if you say you want to get younger, then why would you go out and get Gordon Hayward, who, let's be honest, like he was great when he was in Utah. But ever since that injury, he just hasn't been the same at all. Um, and not only that, they what was it, $30 million a year? Right? $30 million a year. $30 million a year. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who in there. Michael Jordan. I mean, I, I totally get in sports you got to overpay for people. But, I, I mean, who are you bidding against? That's my thing. Yeah. No one's going to bid $30 million for Gordon Hayward. Especially the Hornets, a team who might finish 10th in the East. Right. I mean, I get Michael's maybe trying to build some excitement, you know, we got LaMelo, let's put a, you know, a proven guy next to him, but I don't I don't see it working. I they they need more young pieces and I don't I don't think Hayward fits that trajectory at all. I don't know about you. I'm looking forward to LaVar versus MJ. Oh yeah, we got to get that one on one. Lavar Lavar was on uh, Shannon Sharp's podcast and he was saying that um, he's not doing it unless they make in 200 million dollars. He said <laughs> Oh my god. He said that they need to make twice as much as uh, Mike Tyson and Roy Jones are going to make this weekend, which I am looking forward to that fight. Um, I don't know if you plan on watching that pay-per-view at all. I think it's Saturday night. Yeah. I, I mean, Mike Tyson's going to whoop his ass, but yeah. I, I still want to see that shit go down. Um, but yeah, LaVar said $200 million, or I ain't doing it, so you know, we'll see. I mean, granted, I wouldn't want to get embarrassed unless I'm making $100 million either yeah. like that. So. Yeah, I agree with that. Because <laughs> Jordan's going to absolutely just – I mean, come on. <laughs> what would we do if LaVar actually beat him, though? Like, honestly. <laughs> How bad would that be? <laughs> if Lavar yeah, comes out and just starts m- using his own moves against just him. backs him down. Oh, my God. He said he's too little. He said yeah. he's too small. He, he just starts he, backing him down. He tried telling us that. He's like, he's too little. I back him down. Never lost. <laughs> um, but as far as the Hornets go, I'm with you. I don't understand the Gordon Hayward. First of all, fuck Jordan paying him and that, that contract. What is he doing? 
He opted out of $34 million with Boston to go make $30 million in Charlotte. I don't know what the taxes are like in North Carolina. I'm going to assume that they're not much different than Massachusetts. Yeah. Because I don't ever hear about Massachusetts yeah, so, having yeah. the highest taxes or nothing. Yeah. So, um, I don't know what the hell's going on there. I don't know if Gordon Hayward has a problem with Danny Ainge or with Brad Stevens or if he just knows that him and Tatum and Brown and all them can't really play together like that because he's never really been a part of that core. Right. Even though those guys have all been there the entire time he's been a Celtic. Um, and, I mean, like, as a Laker fan, uh, let's rewind. You know, summer of 2017, they trade for Kyrie Irving. They signed Gordon Hayward. They draft Jason Tatum. I mean, they hit on three humongous pieces that they should have hit on. And they go to the Eastern Conference Finals, and that bad man that played in the Eastern Conference, LeBron, beat him in seven. You know, he went to the Garden, ripped their hearts out. It was one of the greatest things I ever saw in my life. And um, ever since then, I mean, what, they lose in the second round of the Bucks in five mm-hmm. with Kyrie? And then Kyrie leaves. Everyone thinks he's the problem. And then they lose in the Eastern Conference Finals of the Heat this year. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if they're going to be able to take that next step without getting someone else at this point. I know Tatum's progressing. He just got a max contract. And I fuck with Jason Tatum. Yep. But... Him and Jalen Brown, and who I mean, who else do they have? I think Aaron Baines yeah, went to... Oh, yeah, they do have Kemba, yeah. 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 And Marcus Smart. Maybe that's what Jordan was doing. He was like, oh, you know, Kemba wants to go to Boston, I'll, I'll get Gordon Hayward. Maybe it's like a reverse psychology. I don't, dude, he's nuts. I mean, he probably <laughs> he probably thought of it that no, way. I don't care. <laughs> I just like 120 million dollars yeah, from your wild. two billion dollar fortune. Like, that's, that's wild. I'm not giving Gordon Hayward 100 million fucking dollars. Like, I'm just not gonna do it. No. Especially when, like you said, it's a great point. Who are they bidding against? Yeah. Who in the fuck was gonna give Gordon Hayward 30 million dollars a year? Yeah. I mean, absolutely nobody. I think that this is a total desperation move. And here's the problem with this. I mean, the Hornets had the third lowest attendance. Um, in the whole league, pre-pandemic. So you get LaMelo Ball there. He's young. You know, he's part he's of the Ball family. Tickets. He's going to sell tickets. But as far as Gordon Hayward goes, are you doing it for ticket sales? Are you doing it to make your team better? I, I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. I don't think Gordon Hayward knows. I think he's just happy all to get he, away all, from all Boston. He, and all he knows is I'm $30 million richer every year. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, Hayward was going into, I think, the fourth year of his five-year contract. And, you know, he had a player option after the fourth year. Um, so, or wait. 17, 18, 18, 19, 19. Yeah, so next mm-hmm. year would have been an opt-out. So I don't know how he got out of his contract this soon. Maybe he had a player option after three years. Who knows? Um, but he opted out, and, I mean, that was – that was maybe it was a team option. But, uh, you know, however it went down, I don't fucking get it. And I don't see how this helps you sell tickets. I don't see how it helps your core. Because at the same time, I mean, LaMelo and Gordon Hayward together, I mean, is that really going to work? I mean, you have a good backcourt, but, I mean, yeah. Malik Monk? Is that who Ter- we're going to go Ter- with? Terry Rozier? I mean, Terry they Rozier. They do have Terry Rozier. I like Terry, but he ain't selling no tickets. <laughs> and they got Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham went off last year. That's fair. But that's all That's all guards. You can only play two guards at once. Uh, what is Jordan doing? Uh, I don't know. Because this has to be his call. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And I just, I wonder, first of all, if he's going to try and break down psychologically LaVar. Uh, <laughs> he probably would break down LaVar. Uh, if he's going to break down Lomelo. And how Lomelo is going to respond to that? I mean, you know, I don't want to make it sound like this kid has a silver spoon in his mouth his whole life because he did work to get to the professional you know, right. league and whatnot. But he may have had a silver spoon in his mouth his entire life. And the benefit that works for him is that he has an older brother in the NBA that had more pressure than him, 
and that could help him guide him through all this stuff. And I think LaMelo doesn't get enough credit for how much he's matured. Yeah. I think that going overseas and whatnot, he has matured a lot. And I remember, like, back when Ball and the Family was really popping on Facebook, right, around, like, mm-hmm. 17, 18 range. He seemed a little immature, but he was 15 years old. I mean. Yeah. Sophomore in high school. Yeah. He had a Lamborghini and shit. It's like, what do you expect from this kid? I mean, this yeah. kid's a, he's a fucking child. He's, right. he's an infant, you know. And it sounds weird to say that, being, you know, I'm only going to turn 22 and He's way more successful than I already am. But, like, nonetheless, you know, he's essentially coming out of high school still. I mean, he went and played professional overseas and whatnot. But um, to wrap this up, I have no idea what the Charlotte Hornets are doing. I think this is honestly just the move to sell tickets. And I I hope it works out for them, but I don't see a playoff appearance. I don't see. And if they do make it, who are they going to play? Milwaukee? Miami? Good luck. Boston? Yeah. They're going to get fucking swept. Yeah. So, I mean, they made the playoffs three times in the last 15 years. they gotten swept twice. The other time they won one game. Yeah. So, it's, oh, man, they have one playoff win in the last 15 years since Jordan took over. And it's just, it's it's all bad. Um, Jordan, I, I, I like you a lot now, dude, but uh, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? Yeah. That's my only know? question. So um, Get him on the pod and ask him. What are you doing? <laughs> What's the plan? I saw he did an interview with uh, Cigar Aficionado. And oh. uh, I think it was like a three- or four-year-old interview, but they never released the full thing because it's a magazine. Yeah. Um, but the editor, uh, editorial, whatever uh, it is, uh, did the interview with them, and they've been like lifelong friends and stuff like that. And it was a really good interview. You know, he's just sitting there drinking whiskey, just getting fucked up the whole time. His eyes are getting even more bloodshot. But it was a good interview. I liked it a lot. Uh, that'd be sick to get Jordan on one of these days. You know, we'll, we'll see. Goals. Goals. Goals, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, just like AB, I've been hitting my goals. Um, <laughs> did you hear that song yet? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think? I, I laughed. On. It's like, what do you do? What do you even say? Come, come on. <laughs> I've just been hitting my goals. Oh, fuck, man. All right. So Fred Van Vliet got a max contract uh, extension with the Toronto Raptors. I just want to touch on this real quick since Ibaka left and Marcus Hall left. Um, what do you think Toronto's future is? I mean, are, are, do, are they going to win a championship ever again? Well, ever again, probably. But You think so? Well, I mean, if you, when you say ever again, you mean like ever again? Or like... <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Okay. I'm but, just uh, discounting them. With this core, I don't think so. I mean, with the way the East is kind of turning to a lot of those younger teams, you got Brooklyn. Granted, you know, a lot of those guys are around 30 in Brooklyn, but still. Um, I mean, who's your who's your best player, Siakam? I mean, and yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, Siakam's great, but I mean, inconsistent and not very good in the playoffs. Um, I mean, Kyle Lowry is good for you know, 29 and seven every night, um, and then he'll pop off for 35 every now and then. Uh, but Van Vliet, I think, was needed to stay because I think Van Vliet is kind of getting ready to take that next step, in my opinion. Um, and, I mean, Drake loves him, and Drake's, you know, Drake's got <laughs> Drake's got his share, so. You know, what's, you know what's so funny about Drake loving all these dudes? I don't think these dudes fuck with Drake. You don't think so? No, I don't. <laughs> like, especially Fred Van Vliet, I bet he hates the comparison. It makes me think Drake fuck all these dudes' chicks. Like, they don't fuck with him at all. Like, I don't yeah. know if anyone doesn't realize this shit. They know he's a front runner. They know that he's just there because they're fucking winning. They know he's there because he's getting paid. Like, and that's fine, but, like, they let their true emotions show. Like, I just think it's kind of funny, to be honest with you. And I'm not accusing Drake of doing that, but, I mean, I wouldn't put it past him either. I think Nick Nurse likes him, giving him the shoulder rubs. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, when you're Drake, you can do whatever you want. Giving him a sh- <laughs> That's another thing. Nick Nurse didn't even turn around and, like, thank him for that. No. He gave him the shoulder rub, and he's just like, yeah, good job, guys. Good job. Like, 
I don't know, dude. I don't think they all fuck with him like that. Like, Maasai. Like, it's weird. Like, I wonder if Drake senses that. You know what I mean? Like, I know it's his hometown and he's king. You know, he's six god. But, um, yeah, that... <laughs> Oh my Yo, god. Yo, make no mistake though, if I could be one person on this planet, it'd probably be Drake. <laughs> like honestly. Really? Like like when I sit down and think about it, that dude's got everything. Yeah, but I don't know. Here's my thing. I I think Oh god, here we go. Okay, we just love talking about Drake. I think this motherfucker's an alcoholic, man. Well, sure. Why not? I'm, I'm just going to say it. Like, I remember he did the Rap Radar interview last year, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm just in my house. You know, I drink wine, you know, sun up to sundown. I'm not sad or nothing, but, you know, I just drink all day. Like, I just, I feel like Drake, I feel like there's something really going on with him. He probably needs a girl. I don't think it's that. I think he gets plenty of those. Well, I know, but I think he needs the girl. Oh, like Rihanna? Yeah. He's yeah. Queen. I, he's mentioned her, I don't know how many. I mean, he was on the shop with LeBron and Mav yeah. talking about, I want Rihanna. Like, that dude's sad, dude. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if everyone else is not paying attention. I think Drake is depressed as all fucking hell. Yeah, y'all go comment on his picture. Ask him how he's doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's going to respond. Might make him feel good, though, you know. Uh, his album is dropping January. He, oh, he's waiting until okay. 2021. Uh, Certified Lover Boy is the name of the album. I don't know if he's... Interesting, interesting. Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I mean, he... I don't know, man. I, I I just I hope Drake is just having a good life. I you know he's very rich, he's very famous. You know all the chicks think he's very handsome, and you know good. And I love Drake's music, but there's just there's a disconnect there. I don't know what's going on. And I mean not for nothing. I mean I think another guy in his city is kind of making better music than him right now. I think The Weeknd's making a lot better music. Yeah. Everything I hear The Weeknd on, he's fucking killing that shit. He's doing the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and a part of Drake has to hate The Weeknd. Oh sure. A part of him has 100%. to like, yeah. he he cock blocked him from having Hotline Bling hit number one when I think it was uh, The Hills or Can't mm-hmm. Feel My Face was number one, and he like I like there's just a lot of history between those two, and I just for the weekend to get the Super Bowl before Drake and he's not from America, mm. it's just like it just does make you think. But um, enough of the Drake soliloquy. As far as the Raptors go, I feel like they are kind of getting towards no man's land. Yeah, they lost uh, Kawhi. Yeah. Kyle Lowry's under contract one more year. They lost Gasol. They lost Ibaka. And they still have Nick Nurse. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know about this team. I feel like they are entering the danger zone. And there's yeah. a lot of teams like Charlotte that's also in the danger zone. I also – well, I'll let you talk, and then we can do some a couple other teams in the danger zone. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't have much more on the point. I just – I feel like the Raptors are really inching near – what are we doing kind of land. Right. You know what I mean? And it's like they won the title. And I, it, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. We hit the pinnacle. We did what we had to do. Nobody thought we were going to do that shit. And then the guy who helped get us there left, went and got a ton of money somewhere else. Yeah. And slowly but surely, all the pieces are falling off the wagon. And eventually, that motherfucker is going to start you know, making sparks on the ground. Well, they're going to have to pace the Occam, too. So that's going to be a big contract they're going to have to tie themselves up. They already did, and... I thought. Oh, did they? Yeah, I think okay. last year, yeah. I think they paid Siakam like $140 million or something like that. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, I think, that's, I think that's part of the reason he didn't really play all that well last year. Let's see. And I don't think Kyle Lowry's ever going to leave. I think he's one of those. He'll spend his whole career there. Yeah. He, I think he's pretty ingrained in that in that city, in that team. In that, yeah. In that organization. Let's see here. Compelling concept. Of course, I can't find the contract in the moment. I want to find it. Um, okay, here we go. So October nineteenth, twenty nineteen, he signed a four year, hundred thirty million dollar okay, extension. That's a lot of so money, though. That's yeah, that's, a lot of money. that's more than Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, good for Pascal Siakam. He is going to be the team's best player going forward. Yep. They expect him to be the franchise cornerstone, which is fine. I think he can make that step, but it's got to come sooner than later. I mean, in the playoffs, like you said, he fizzled out. And I know they're in the bubble. There's no bitches around. There's no family around. No fans. You know what I mean? There's no, yeah, like, uh, they're getting COVID tested every day. Like, it, mentally, it probably was a struggle. So I'm trying not to hold a lot of the bubble stuff towards those guys because I can only imagine what that was like. Right. Um, especially when you go from, some of their lifestyles that we hear about, and then all of a sudden you're just isolated like that. You know, we heard George Paul was pretty depressed and whatnot. Um, and I will call him George Paul because I just I got a lot to say about the Clippers today. I, I, I'm back, man. I'm fucking back. Um, so let's keep on moving forward. Uh, Serge Ibaka, let's hit on him real quick. So he went to the Clippers. Actually, let's save that. Let's save that for the Trez and the Ibaka thing. Okay. Uh, let's talk about your Kings. Let's talk yeah, about Bogey. Um, I didn't change my notes. Where did he go? He didn't so go to he, the Bucks. He signed a four-year, seventy-two million offer sheet with the Hawks. Um, so what that means, I don't know if you're familiar with offer sheets. Um, so the Kings have forty-eight hours to match it. And I think they have to match it by tomorrow afternoon. Um, mm. And if they match it, then they they sign Bogey to that contract. And if they don't, then he just walks for nothing and goes to Atlanta. Um, the Kings haven't said what they're gonna do yet. Uh, what I think they're trying to do right now is I think they're kind of trying to trade Buddy, if you want me to be honest, and trying to get mm. – because, you know, you, you can't have both of them. Mm. It's not – they can't coexist anymore. Mm. Um, Houston. <laughs> don't. <laughs> um, I don't even want to entertain that. <laughs> but, you know, maybe maybe Atlanta's <laughs> like, no, we'll do a sign-and-trade for Bogey or something, you know. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of moving parts. At the end of the day, if Buddy doesn't get traded by tomorrow, I think the Kings just let Bogey walk, which – sucks but you know it is what it is and by the way the kings let me let me let me go to the deer and fox extension first. Uh, go go ahead so we we go. talked about it even though you know the pod didn't get recorded correctly because you know malfunctions but because the pandemic we, we talked about what are the kings doing like <sighs> what are they doing they they should have thrown money at deer and fox right when they freaking could have um and well, they he did actually, though right they did yes okay so they actually ended up doing it before the Celtics locked up Tatum and before the Jazz locked up Mitchell, which is kind of surprising. Um, but De'Aaron Fox, five years, $163 million. Uh, and by the way, once this contract is up and he's eligible for the Supermax, he's only going to be 28. So oh, he, man. He's gonna get, he's, he'll still be in his prime by his next contract. Right. Um, so that man's going to get a lot of money. But anyways, oh, yeah. uh, the Kings had to do it, 100%. This is the first superstar they've had since, since Boogie. And, you know, he's a point guard. He's kind of taking that next step to one of the top point guards in the league. Um, played really, really good inside the bubble. Um, and just, you know, the, the Kings fans needed something like that. And for the new GM to come in and say, you know, this is my top priority, I think was a huge a huge way to get the Kings fans to trust him. Um, now, shit, what was I going to say? You talk about the extension. I got to. Sure, yeah. yeah uh, I, I, I mean, I think obviously it's a no-brainer. I yeah. think what the hell are you doing if you don't throw everything you can at him? Um, lifetime supply of ice cream. You know, we've we got to put that in there. I mean, him and his mama love going to Leatherby. Shout out to Mama Fox. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, I mean, uh, what else can you say besides, what you, I mean, it's I mean it's a no-fucking-brainer. I mean, this guy's going to be a superstar point guard, I think. Yeah. And he's only 23. Yeah. I mean, he's young as all hell, and... I know it's hard for me to compliment the Kings because I just I don't know what they're doing besides the De'Aaron thing, but I think that you gotta get something for Buddy Healed, and I yeah. think I just I don't know I keep seeing Westbrook and King shit. I just I keep seeing. I it. haven't seen anything. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but I do think that the Kings made Locked that out. The Kings have the right GM in place now, as someone that actually you know knows what he's doing. Now, 
let let me let me say Vivek Renadive, you you kept the Kings in Sacramento. We love you for that. But let the fucking GM do what he is paid to do. Quit saying that you want to come in and you want to make moves. You're the owner. You go and make money off the team. Let the guy that you pay run the team run the team. Because that's been the problem with fans is that they can't stand how that owner just, you know, butts his way in like, no, we should sign this guy. And how's that worked out for us? Because that's what that's what the big thing was with Vlade. Vlade said, you know, he tells me what to do. Um, and, you know, I think at some point, because the Kings have some of the most passionate fans in the in the whole league. Yeah. That, you know, if it keeps happening, I wouldn't be surprised that they freaking march down a Golden 1 Center six feet apart in their masks. And, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> six feet apart. But, um. I mean, they're tired of it, and they want, they want a winner, and they deserve a winner. And yeah. I think they have the right guy in place, so the owner needs to let that guy do what he does. Um, but what I was going to say, I forgot. Um, so now what I was gonna, what I want to say, the so, you know, we get the news of De'Aaron Fox resigning, and we're all freaking like, yeah, let's go. Like, you know, 15 minutes later, we're like, okay, Bogey's leaving. That sucks. And then, you know, I wake up the next morning, Harry Giles is gone, and I don't know if you know the Harry Giles thing, but, you know, biggest fan favorite the Kings have had in a long time. Okay. Um, so, you know, it's just the life of a Kings fan. You know, you get something good, but then you get gut punched twice, you know. Right. But, you know, it is what it is. We'll, t- we'll take the Fox Super or the Super deal, you know. Where do you think Heald goes? I think that either Heald or Bogey is going to the Hawks. I don't know which one of them it's going to be. Um, Aren't Buddy and Trey the same player? Yeah, but Buddy's not a ball handler. He, Buddy reminds me of Clay a lot more. He's a spot-up shooter. Doesn't want to, He shouldn't be dribbling the ball a lot. Um and he runs around, you know, to get his points a lot. But I think one of those two ends up on the Hawks. And whether it's Bogey or Buddy, and ha- however it shakes out, I think it's the Hawks. Or maybe, like, I don't know, some team that's getting desperate, like the Nuggets maybe. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Do, you still think Do you still think they're going to get Bradley Beal? I don't know if Bradley Beal is going anywhere. I don't know what's going on with Bradley Beal. What the fuck is going on with him? If what's going on with John Wall? If I was if I was Bradley Beal, I'd want out. I would have wanted out three years ago. <laughs> I would never resign there. Exactly. Yeah. Washington D.C. Isn't that one of the top five most miserable cities in America? Like yeah. every year statistically, like people fucking hate living there. Yeah. And it's like I bet they do between all the politics and all just the fucking bullshit. Um, I mean, as far as the Kings go, I mean, look, it's a no-brainer. Give Fox all the money you can. But then again, I mean, they're a no-man's man. I mean, what yeah, in the are. fuck are they doing? They and that's it. not hate. I, I hate to sound like I come on here and just constantly talk shit, but what in the fuck are they doing? I think the new GM's got a plan. I just, you know, the, the offseason's only, what, since Friday, so it's only been four days. Um, right. I think the new GM is kind of, it's going to take him a little bit because he wants to, you know, build the team in his vision, which we've seen in the draft. They, they had a really good draft. Um I was going to ask you about that. They did. They had a really, really good draft. I was very happy with the way the draft shook out for them. Are they going to get rid of fucking Bagwell? No, they better not. Well, what? What's up with you and Bagwell, man? You still I mean, got he's faith? He's going to be good. He's going to be good, dude. <laughs> Hold up. I'm, I'm pulling up some compelling content. You, you talk okay, about, you all right, all right. Second. Yeah, that's fine. You, um, talk, you talk about why you don't like Bagley. <laughs> oh, I, I already found it. Okay. Okay, go ahead. So, so this is Bagley's last uh, month of his rookie season. So really the last time he was healthy. This is his stat line. 21 and 9, 28 and 7, 22, 12 and 4 blocks, 16 and 11, 25 and 11, 20 and 12, and 19 and 14. I mean, he was getting ready to take that, you know, that real next step. He's kind of a positionless player, though. That's where I think he's going to struggle because he's not really a 4, but he's not really a 5. Um, but I, I got high hopes for Bagley. I still don't think he's going to be good. He's not going to be Luka good. You know, that one still hurts a little bit. Can we pull up Luka's stats? <laughs> I don't want to pull up Luka's stats. <laughs> that was my next question. Can we please pull up Luka Doncic's stats? Uh, no, I'm good. I 
<laughs> that's my thing, dude. Like I. So what was the owner's name? Who? Uh, the the king's owner's name. What's his name? Oh, Renadive. Him or Shad Khan? Who's worse? Oh, Shad Khan. This is not even close. Really? Yeah. Shad Khan's forty-one and a hundred as an owner. <laughs> forty-one and a hundred. <laughs> That's bad. Yeah. And he's like 300 pounds as well. Like he, he no, don't no be... he's, a, he's a small guy. Oh, he's small? Yeah, he's Really? Small guy, yeah. I thought he was like a short and stocky guy. I thought oh, he was like a bulldog. No, he's small. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Damn, I'll just shit on Shad Khan. Please, I, I mean... I, he don't listen to this fucking podcast. He got way better shit to do, like run on soccer team. Um, yeah, I mean, I just... The Kings are in no man's land. And I, as far as Luke Walton goes, like, Can you got to get rid of him first. Yeah. Why'd you get rid of Dave Yeager? Like, they constantly... It's almost like... It's like a and I've gone through this in the program and stuff, it's like a depressed person. Mm-hmm. The moment they feel happiness coming on, they shoot themselves in the foot so they feel pain. Yeah. That's what the fucking kings do to themselves every goddamn year, and I'm sure you can attest to that. It's like every fucking year there's any potential to either trade the guy, let him walk, or they just start fucking, you know, tanking. And, like, I don't fucking get it. And I... Look, dude, I... I, I all the respect in the world to you Sacramento Kings fans. You guys are loyal. I agree. One of the top three to five fan bases. I know personally I go to the arena every year. Um, granted, when I go to my games, and this is, it is talking shit, it's, it's more than half Lakers, but that's... Sure, that's that, everywhere. That, that's fine. You know, they, they travel well, if yeah. you will. Um, but, I mean, the Kings fans deserve better. You know, yeah, it's a I, great arena. 100%. They stayed in Sacramento. It's right in the middle of downtown. There's a Starbucks a quarter mile away that I love going to. Always a bunch of beautiful women in there. So it's just like, uh, what are you doing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's I why I think I think they got the right guy at the helm now. They just the owner needs to let the GM do his job. Well and said. I, I, I think they'll they'll take the the right steps once that happens. Hopefully, it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm with you. Um, anything else on the Kings? Nah. nah. Okay. All right. Uh, any Lucas stats? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. With that being said, the Kings will probably finish 11th in the West. You think so? There's no playoff maybe, appearance. Maybe 10th. Darren's a superstar, though. Darren, uh, he's yeah. good. He, uh, he's, I just wait on it. You guys listening, just wait on it. That's all I gotta say. I really miss Leatherbees. I haven't had their ice cream in like <laughs> a year. I really, I love their ice cream. I, yeah. I, man, I love their ice cream. Uh, let's talk about Dwight Howard going to Philly. So Dwight Howard pulled a Dwight Howard on everybody. Said he was coming back to the Lakers. Fifteen minutes later, he's going to the 76ers. I have no idea what the fuck that was all about. Um, we learned that he has 27 snakes in his mansion in Atlanta, and it takes about four hours to get all of them back into their cages or tanks or whatever the fuck. Um, uh, this dude's like the Dennis Rodman of our era, man. He's just like off the wall, just weirdo, goofball. But um, he did contribute to the Lakers championship. I'm happy he came back and redeemed himself. I mean, yeah. it, talk about a career revival. And I he mean, deserved a championship for every, you know. He's had a good career. I think he deserved one. Absolutely. I yeah. mean, he's fallen off after like his Houston Rockets days, but he came in and, I mean, against the Nuggets, he played his role perfect, and yeah. they didn't really need him for any other playoff round. But he was good in the locker room. Yeah. Him and LeBron got along great, which you have to get along with LeBron if you're yeah. on his team. And I, I want to give Dwight Howard a shout out. And I hope you know I wish him well in Philly. I don't know what the hell Philly's really doing. I mean, they took two Lakers and it took a bunch of draft picks and mm-hmm. money to get Dwight Howard and Danny Green. I don't know. There are no. I, what is Daryl Morey doing? I got no fucking idea. I know he's trying to get James Harden there. That's not going to happen. No. Like I have no idea what the fuck's going on. Um, what do you think about Dwight Howard to Philly? Just real quick. I, I mean, mean, you know. It's it's a vet minimum deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, but he's a you know, he's a good locker room guy and he showed he can still play, so you know, let's hope he can still play because I got nothing against Dwight Howard. I'm with you. I'm with you. After last year I'm not a yeah, I'm not hating anymore. He showed up like compared yeah. to his first year on the Lakers where it was like even as a Laker fan I was I was hating pretty hard, but uh Dwight Howard definitely showed up and, and did what he had to do and you know, all respect to Dwight Howard. He definitely um 
you know, helped us out with the championship and whatnot. So, yeah, I don't have too much on Dwight Howard either. I just wanted to see what you thought about that because I just thought it was the funniest shit in the world that he tweeted that out and then his agent made him delete it and then he's a sixer like five minutes later. Um, let's talk about the Thunder. Thunder are still fleecing everybody. Sam Presti's still Sam stealing Presti. from Daryl Morey. He's stealing from everybody. How many draft picks in the first round? 23 or some shit? It's, it's crazy. It's some crazy amount. He stole the he's, Clippers' he's entire to, future. He's trying to get the whole first round, every first round pick in one draft. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get every freaking lotto pick, every 1 through 30, every pick. There's no way he's not waiting until like 23 or 24. He's waiting for something. And then he's going to have like six first round picks somehow, and he's just going to snatch up every fucking player that's on the yeah. board. Um, he, he's, he's priming for something big. I, this honestly really isn't a segment. I just kind of want to give him a shout out because yeah. I just I can't believe that. Look, you go from building a near dynasty and you know mistake of the fucking century. You trade Harden to Daryl Morey, right? We all know that. I don't mm-hmm. want to go into all that. You still have Westbrook and you have KD, and then they don't beat the Warriors, even though they're up three one in twenty sixteen. That was your last chance. Everyone knew it was your last chance because everyone knew KD was probably gone. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I think he's done a really good job. They have Shea. Um, they lost Danilo, right? Danilo went Danilo somewhere. Danilo went to the Hawks. 20 mil a year. What? Dude, what are the Hawks? Oh, my God, dude. These teams are in no man's land. I literally, if I was running the front office, I'd be like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. Why are we getting Bogey, Danilo, and who the fuck else? Uh, there's somebody else. I can't remember. Who uh, uh, Buddy? Weren't they wanting Buddy? Is that what we just talked about? Buddy, yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, I know they got to help Trey Young. I don't want to talk about the Atlanta Hawks. Um, but yeah, I just want to give Sam Presti a shout out because I just I can't believe that he has twenty three picks in the first and second rounds from yeah. now until I think twenty twenty seven. Yeah, um, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got Shea, who they got they're gonna have to pay him. He's a stud, yeah. and I'm looking forward to getting some of his cards. Yeah, um, Shea is uh, Shea's gonna be a superstar. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I agree with that, and I mean Sam Presti could find his next uh, uh, Westbrook, Harden, and KD. Yeah, you know, hundred percent. So and we'll see about all that. Um, let's talk about Serge Ibaka, man. Serge Ibaka went to the Clippers. I think it was a two-year, nineteen million dollar deal. Uh, then we'll hit uh, Montrez Harrell after this. What do you think about Ibaka going to the uh, Sorry Clippers? I think that's a really, really good signing for them. I think it takes a lot of pressure off Paul George, honestly. <laughs> I would hope so. I mean, the motherfucker feels too much pressure. Because Ibaka can still put up fifteen to 20, fifteen to twenty a game, right? Um, and you know he's going to rebound. He's going to play good defense. And I think the big reason for that signing was for him to guard Anthony Davis, hundred percent. Because Ibaka is still a good defender and he's a good rim protector. Um, but I mean, for me, that's that's a huge get for for the Clippers. I didn't th- I didn't even hear about him going there at all. So when he signed there, I was kind of surprised because I thought he was going to the Lakers. But um, yeah. I mean, yeah, big get for the Clippers. Big get. Serge Ibaka, I want you to know. <laughs> I'm drink water before I hear this. <laughs> I want you to know, first of all, your team's not going to win a championship in Los Angeles, okay? Unless the Clippers sign Giannis or get LeBron or KD or AD or, or Harden or someone, the Clippers are not going to win anything in Los Angeles, I don't know why you went there. I don't know if they offered the highest amount of money or if it was a chance to win. The Clippers had a better squad last season, in my opinion. I don't think they upgraded at all. They lost the sixth man of the year. Sweet Lou. I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if the Monstars stole his powers. I have no idea. He's eating them wings, man. I, too many of them. <laughs> I, I mean, there's blood from, or uh, grease flowing through his blood, man. Like, throwing his veins, man. Like, I don't know what... Also... George Paul still the second best player. They have to fix that. 
You cannot win a championship with him being your second best player. I believe that. I, that's just what I think. It, it is Lakers hate. I don't give a fuck. Um, look, man, the Clippers, uh, not that you guys are in no man's land, but this is desperation time if I've ever seen it. Oh, yeah. You guys have no fucking draft picks. Everyone's on literally a one-year deal. Pat Bev's gone after this year probably. Sweet Lou's, you know, a free agent after this. Uh, Kawhi, George Paul, Serge Ibaka, everybody could be out after this. And I don't think you guys are going to have a shot on winning the title. You're going to have to get through the other team in Los Angeles. You're going to have to get through Denver, which good luck. You know, especially if they get Bradley Beal. You couldn't beat them already last year up 3-1 to one and up 20 points in the third quarter of every game. And on the other side, you've got Milwaukee, Miami, Brooklyn. Boston. Boston. Like, uh, there's five or six teams better than you guys. Um, they didn't fix what they had to fix, and they shouldn't have did what I would have done personally if I was Lawrence Frank, the GM. They got Ty Lue as the coach instead of Doc. I think that will help because Ty Lue has won a championship a lot more recently than Doc Rivers has. Doc Rivers is king of the choke. If you want to fucking gag, get Doc Rivers as your head coach. Um, and I, they should have flipped George Paul to Brooklyn for some picks and a bunch of role guys. And the reason why I think a bunch of role guys would have helped out more than Paul George staying is look at the Raptors team that I year. I just going to say that, yeah. Because Kawhi Leonard was the best player, and it was the one of the deepest teams. They were probably deeper than the Warriors by the time they got to the finals. Yeah. They had nine or ten legit guys. Yeah. Van Vliet was a sixth man. Uh, Pascal Siakam was a fucking sixth man until the finals. Mm-hmm. I just I feel like the Clippers, if they would have took that strategy in that route, that's been my point the entire time. I didn't bring that up in the Pandemic P episode. Mm-hmm. But they need to go a route which they know is successful. And Kawhi having a bunch of help and talent, because you're at the end of the day, you want to re-sign Kawhi, and he's your guy. Yep. George Paul's not your fucking man. And if he is, something's wrong. But the Clippers are going to clip, and you know they clipped yet again, right along. And they lost Montrez Harold to the Lakers in the midst of the night, which I'm, mm-hmm. I was so happy about. I was so, and I, I would come in here and shit on Trez, but he's sixth man of the year, great energy guy, fifteen and ten, guarantee it, and. I just don't know what they're doing. I, I And there's a chance they still trade to Brooklyn. I mean, there's still, you know, a month to go in the offseason. Brooklyn's still looking for a superstar pick. I don't know why this isn't being talked about. If I'm Lawrence Frank, I'm on the phone with whoever the hell's running Brooklyn. I don't know his yeah. name. But it's like, look, we'll give you George Paul. I want Levert. I want Allen. I want Dinwiddie. I want a third or fourth rounder. I don't need a first or second rounder. I just want a third or fourth there's rounder. Only, there was only two rounds in the, in the NBA. What? Yeah. There's not three? No, there's two. Only 60 players get drafted? Yeah. Oh. I know. It's pretty wild. (laughs) I learn something new every day. So, okay, well, then give me a second rounder. I mean, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, give me some cash. I mean, I don't know. Give me something like, uh, look, Kawhi's got to be your man. And I'm going to leave it at that. I'm not going to come here and shit on the Clippers. I'm not terrified of them at all. I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not shivering in my fucking boots. Like, we got the king. Like, you guys have George Paul. Our second best player is Anthony Davis. Your guys' second best player is George Paul. Um, let's get into Montrez Harrell. Montrez Harrell, in the midst of the night, like I said, goes to the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, sixth man of the year, reigning, 15-10. and 10. He's a walking double-double. What do you think about this, man? Trez to the Lakers. So the ever-so-loved uh, Grant Napier, I remember when they used to when they used to play the Clippers, uh, he had a nickname for Montrez Harrell that I actually think suits him pretty well. They called him uh, Mr. Uh-Oh, because every time like you know he checks in the game, you're just like, you know, here comes energy, here comes points. Here comes just, you know, just a dude that's going to freaking get after it. Grant Napier. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I Montrezl Harrell is one of those guys where if he's not on your team, you hate him. But if he's on your team, you love him. Because if he's not on your team, you're like, look at that asshole. <coughs> but if he's on your team, you're like, dude, that guy's freaking working his, working his ass off. Um, great signing. I mean, there's no other way to no other way to put it. That's a great signing. I, I agree. Um, here's the thing. The Lakers have Dennis Schroeder now. 
for Danny Green, basically. We have Trez instead of Dwight Howard. We have Marcus Gasol instead of JaVale McGee. Well, I don't know if that's really much of an upgrade. We have Wes Matthews in mm-hmm. place of... Avery Bradley. Yeah, basically. We re-signed KCP. Yeah. Uh, AD is going to sign for probably two or three years. He's not going to sign a full max, which I don't blame him. LeBron he's, only he's has two more line, years. He's going to line it up with Bron's contract. Yeah. So, and Frank Vogel's still there. None of the coaches have went anywhere else. Jason Kidd didn't get hired anywhere else. Um, look, I'm a Lakers homer. It is what it is. They're going to repeat. I don't see any other team that's a real threat to them. I think teams can come and win maybe two or three playoff games against them, but no team can beat them four games in two weeks, in my opinion. Um, I don't care if the Nuggets get Bradley Beal. I don't care if the fucking Clippers get who I think they should get. I don't care what happens. The only team that can really probably do damage, honestly, and I'm going to keep riding this train until it's over, I think Brooklyn can really give them a run for their money. I think Katie and LeBron match up very well. Kyrie knows LeBron. He knows how to, you know what I mean, maybe get in his head and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but also vice versa. I mean, LeBron knows Kyrie a lot better than Kyrie probably thinks. And they play together, and he knows how to push his buttons. You know, yeah. he did it on purpose for three years. Um uh, look, I'm really proud of the offseason we've had. I would go as far as to say we've had the best offseason of any team. I can't think of a team that's gotten more all-star caliber players than we have for pennies on the dollar. I mean, I mean, let's w- not say all-star caliber players. Dennis Schroeder? Boy, he's not been an all-star. You don't think so? No. He comes <laughs> off the bench, man. <laughs> Trez, though? Tre- tre- okay, I'll give you Trez. I'll give you Trez. Maybe not in the West, because right. the West is loaded. But if he was in the East, I, he's definitely, you know, I think right there. Um... Marcus Gasol, he's a former all-star. I won't yeah. say he's an all-star still. I mean, th- that boy, first of all, has to lose weight. Okay, I want to know what that weight is. Yeah. Because he was looking like Randy Bullock out there. I mean, he was looking like he had that gut going. So, too many clams, too, you know, too many shrimp and cocktail sauces in, in the, you know, hey, in the pandemic. I like shrimp and cocktail, too. I mean, I... <laughs> Some would think it's healthy, but uh, whatever Marcus Hall was mixing and concocting, it wasn't healthy. Um, but the Lakers, I think they upgraded literally every single player, but maybe Gasol and McGee. Those are basically the same guys. But if Gasol could lose weight, he's still a double-double that's walking. Yeah. And these guys are going to have to come off the bench. I mean, I could easily see Trez still being a sixth man and doing it for a different team. We're going to have AD and LeBron back. I just, look, man, the Lakers are going to be fucking terrifying. And I hope yeah. the rest of the league is on notice. I'm because... in my boots. Are you? Yeah. Well, the Kings are very good. <laughs> okay. I'm shivering in my boots at just about everybody. I mean, that's, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Clippers fans, look, dude, I you guys got your hearts ripped out of your chest like you're a Dallas Cowboy fan last year. And you know what I mean? It's just, it's it's wonderful. It's a wonderful thing to see and watch. Here's, here's my only thing. Oh, boy. <laughs> no, okay, it's just a what It's a what okay. It's a what right. If the Clippers do find a way to beat the Lakers, will you eat your words? I have to. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not against that. Will you that. let me have a 20 minute rant then? Sure. Okay. About the Lakers? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, fuck it. As a I Kings mean, fan, yeah. Okay, sure. You know what? I mean, I got, you, you know, know <laughs> even though we won a championship and like the fucking Clippers, um, you know, and I've, I, dude, Undisputed is the funniest show I've ever seen. Of course, it's always, you know, it's the COVID championship, it's the bubble championship. It's, <laughs> You won a COVID championship. I know I've said it on here before. In my opinion, that's the hardest championship to win. Hardest one to win. Yeah. (laughs) 100%. Skip (laughs) Oh, my God. So, anyway, let's transition out to the NBA. Let's get into some NFL stuff. Um, Unfortunately, everyone's favorite rookie, guy who was on pace to get rookie of the year besides maybe Herbert, Cincinnati Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow um, tore his ACL, his MCL, his PCL, and structural damage to the knee. Basically, that's called getting your knee fucked up. Um, Al, I'll let you go, man. I, I don't really have too much to say about this. It's just sad. It's, and my rookie cards are not going to be worth a lot of money. That's selfish to say, but I what mean, do you think? You know, well, when we were sitting watching football on Sunday, 
we hear the announcer say, and we have a really serious injury to Joe Burrow, and immediately we all just go, oh, man. You know, and we all yeah. just put our heads down, and they start showing the play, and all of us are like, no, I, you know, don't want to see that. Um, Chase Young. Yeah. Um, and he didn't mean to, right. but, it, you know. It happens. It's, it's a hard-hitting it's, motherfucker. It's football. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's it's like you said, it's sad. I mean, the guy was having a great rookie season. He's really fun to watch. Um, and I know I said this on the way here, in a, in a period where we protect the quarterbacks more than ever, the Bengals showed if you don't have a good old line, you could potentially ruin the guy that you take number one overall. And, I mean, Joe Burrow was running for his life for ten weeks. Um, and, I, you, you know, it, his offensive line is just, you know, the worst in the NFL. And if you want to protect your long-term guy, don't play him or scale it back a little bit. Run the ball more. Um, Joe Mixon got hurt, though. He's on our, uh, still, IR. I mean, Giovanni you, you, you got to protect your guy, in my opinion. And I get, you know, the fans want to see Burrow. I want to see Burrow, too, but... You know, now we aren't going to see him till at, at least 2022. Yeah. I mean, the, there's I'm no gonna, way he plays. I'm going to say he's out all next year. Yeah. So if I'm the Bengals, I'm rebuilding my offensive line. I'm spending all my money on the offensive line. You have two drafts. And I'm taking a I'm taking an offensive lineman in the first round of both drafts. You have two drafts to get this done. And I mean, we've I've said it on here before. I I think the most important position in sports, perhaps, is a left or right tackle. It just has to – that has to be the most important spot. If I was running a team, what, what's my offensive line looking like? Yeah. It's like the Packers giving Bakhtiari $100 million. Wonderful. I mean, that's exactly what you're supposed to do, in my opinion. Yep. Those are the guys you're supposed to pay. Lane Johnson's, um, uh, Jason Peters on the Eagles. You know, those are the guys you're supposed to pay. Yeah. Now, granted, those guys have gotten hurt and, you know, they've done whatever they've done in the last couple of years. You know, you can mention the contracts don't work out, which is fine. Some of them don't. But you, you have, have to. to pay your offensive linemen and take care of them. Um because they protect your guy. The most unsung heroes in sports, yeah. you know, honestly. And, I mean, look, if you want to look at how good a team is going to be, you look at their offensive line. It's the reason why in Tampa Bay, the reason the team is so good, it's not because he has all those receivers. He has time to throw the ball. Yeah. And that matters. And, like you said, you said it great, and I don't really have much to elaborate on. I'm praying for Joe Burrow. Absolutely. I hope he gets a speedy recovery. I yeah. think it's going to be 18 to at 20 least. months before we see him again, or yeah. longer than that, till September of a couple I, years from now. I would be completely shocked if he plays next year there's no fucking way yeah. there's no way he even wants to probably i wouldn't i mean i'd be like dude my knee is worth how many millions of dollars i mean yeah. how many these quarterbacks are getting 130 150 million dollar contracts now wilson rogers all these yeah. guys you know so deshaun watson yeah. um so yeah man i like shout to joe burrow and i'm really sad about my cards but this is bigger than blake mayfield sports cards right now this is his life, and he's going to have to sit down and really, you know, examine and think about things. I mean, and if I'm the Bengals, I'm scared shitless. This guy may ask for a fucking trade. No, I wouldn't go that far. You don't think so? I don't don't think he asked for a trade, but I think he's going to be pretty unhappy. Well, I mean, they're going to have to lock up Tyler Boyd. They're going to have to give Joe Mixon some money. They just just re-signed Joe Mixon. It's a mom-and-pop operation. I mean, and by the way, they just traded Carlos Dunlap, one of their last, you know, decent defenders to Seattle. There's a lot of things that team has to rebuild. And if I'm, I think— And they're going to be—the next two years, they're going to be at the top of the draft. So they, 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 there's some things they got to take care of. If I am running that team right now and I have one of the top three picks, we are taking the best left tackle we can find. There's a kid from Oregon. They're going to take that kid, I guarantee it. They have to. You yeah. have to. Don't get any skill position, guys. Get yep. an offensive lineman. You got plenty. You're good on your skill positions. Yeah. I mean, I like Boyd. A.J. Green's probably they're going to let him walk. But, but you got Mixon. Got, you got T. Higgins. You got T. Higgins. Um, They got that little white receiver, Alex Erickson. I mean, right. They got, they, got, they got enough skill on offense. They need to get – get that line going. I agree with you. 
Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's just sad to see. There's really not much else to it. Yeah. Um, just it, prayers up, speedy recovery. Prayers up, speedy recovery, like always. And shout out to Joe Burrow. And we yeah. hope to see you back soon, man. Yeah. And I hope the Bengals do right by you. And Bengals, if you guys need help, call Blake and Al because we'll come do an offensive line for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you want to get into Week 11 fantasy and shit like that? First, there was I didn't I forgot to tell you this. There's okay. there's one player I wanted to talk about. Oh boy. The player that you that you traded away that you, was your first round pick. Lamar? Yeah. Oh, what about him? I'm hopping off the train, man. I don't I don't think he's that he got figured out and he's just I mean, it's showing. You know, he he's not good enough to adjust. Um, you know, it's <laughs> Are you going to pull him up? Yep. Oh boy. He has 206 fantasy points. He's 12th on the season rank. The guy I traded him for already has more than that. Uh, which, by the way, I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback because he's A-Rod. Uh, A-Rod has 252 points. He has fifth on the season rank. I just think there's tape on Lamar now, and I don't think he's a good enough passer to, to adjust to what's getting thrown at him. Um, I mean, look around him. That team should be insane. I mean, they do need to go out and get him a number one receiver. Um, but I yeah, just, Marquise Brown, where the fuck were you? I, I'm, I've hopped off the train. I, do, I just I don't, I don't think he's even close. I don't think he's a top-five quarterback in the AFC right now. In the AFC, I think you go Mahomes, right, and then you go Watson, um, Allen, Allen is yeah right up there. Uh, I'm not going to throw Big Ben in there. I know they're playing great, but oh come on! And dude, honestly, gonna... right now you got to throw Derek Carr up there, and Herbert. I put all those guys above Lamar right now. Do you think Derek Carr really is a top five AFC quarterback? He looked good last night. They I mean, lost. Let me, but... let me pull up AFC teams because I got. I got. Yeah, look. yeah. Go ahead. Because um, Derek Carr looked really good last. He's looked really good all year. He has. He's definitely shut up a lot of the haters and a lot of the people that want him out of Oakland. This is the fourth year of his five year deal, and I think there's a team option after this year. Um, you know, the whole point was they were going to transition him into Vegas, but then after Gruden and stuff got there, it was kind of a you know you got to show me what you're made of kind of thing. Well, and I, they they had a really good quote during the Sunday night game. They said. Derek Carr is out there, but he's looking more and more like he's like has the John Gruden mind, and I think that's the like the perfect quote because I think John Gruden's kind of starting to get into Derek Carr and like Derek Carr's thinking like John Gruden. Because let's not, I mean, let's not mistake it. John Gruden's one of the great football minds we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and you know, from day one, Gruden came in and said, you know, I want to retool you. I want to redo everything that you know about football. And you know, most quarterbacks are gonna be like, "Fuck you, I'm not gonna do that." But, you know, Derek Carr said, I love it. Let's do it. And I think that's a testament to not only the, the type of player Derek Carr is, the type of teammate he is, but the type of leader he is. And I think that's something that that team's caught on to. And I think that they got the right guy. I think it's Derek Carr. Which, you know, before the, before the year, I'm, I, was, I didn't believe in him at all. But, you know. Um, but AFC, I mean, let's see. We got Josh Allen's right up there. Mahomes. No Tua, no Cam, obviously, no Darnold. Cam. <laughs> Philip Philip Rivers ain't up there. Oh come on. Maybe Tannehill. Maybe. No. Deshaun Watson, absolutely. Minshew. Mm. No way. Deshaun, Watson. Watson's number two in the AFC, and that's not even close. He's um, number two. He's better yeah. than Josh Allen. Are we I sure about so. that? I am one hundred percent. I don't sure know about that. that. I am one hundred percent sure. Okay. We All got right. Big Ben. Uh, no. Baker's played. You know, it's Baker. Uh, Lamar, Burrow, and then we got. Uh, Mahomes, Derek Carr, who's right up there, Drew Locke, and Herbert. So I, I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to say Derek Carr's a top five quarterback. Dude, Drew Locke not top five? No, nah, Drew Locke ain't that good. <laughs> Herbert's up there too, dude. Herbert, Herbert's phenomenal. I'm so glad I bought one of his rookie cards from Ooh, Ken. Man, he's that's gonna resell tenfold when he's a rookie. I might sell that back to Ken after he gets rookie of the year. Dude, he's yeah. Herbert's the real deal. Um, 
You want to get into fantasy? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's get into fantasy. So this week, I finally got a fucking win. Uh, I won't go too into detail about it last week. I was so fucking angry last week. I went to bed with the win. They did a stack correction. I lost by 0.2 points. I'm talking like a guy drops a pass I lose by kind of shit. Or makes a reception I win kind of shit. Um, I was so fucking angry. I was, I, I, I'm, I'm done with fantasy. I'm, I'm so done with it. I'm done with fantasy. I'm not doing it next year. I'm not, I'm not doing it in Seth's league. Yes, you are. I'm, no, I'm not. No, he's the commissioner. He likes to block trades. He likes to veto shit he doesn't like because you're not negotiating in good faith with him. I'm not. No, fuck no. The only reason he blocked my trade was because he was talking to Jacobs with me at the same exact time George was. George came with a better deal. I took the better deal. He went and vetoed. It's bullshit. Um, I'm five and five. I should win this week and be six and five. And then I have Seth for week twelve, which, look, I mean, I, I want to sit here and you know, oh, I'm gonna be able to win, dude. His team's good, bro. Like, yeah, his I don't team's like really good. his team's too good. And I mean, unless Wilson or someone has like another three or four pick kind of performance, and Kamara has like 40, 50 yards, it's gonna be a tough out. But I got belief in Rodgers. I got belief in both my running backs. Uh, Jefferson and AJ Brown combined for thirty-one points, which finally my fucking receivers wanted to show up. Claypool's good for fifteen every week. It seems like I'm really glad I picked him up off waivers. Um, James Conner decided he wanted to be a football player and had eleven points, so that was really nice. I have Tyler Boyd waiting in the wings. Uh, Gronk's not doing much on the Monday night game right now, but I have Gronk as my tight end. So I'm feeling decent. And we have six playoff spots instead of, I think, four this mm-hmm. year. So we changed that up. So week 14 is playoffs. If I can make it there at 7-7 seven and seven or 8-6, and six, I'll be happy. And I'll face either you or Seth in the first round, and we'll just kind of go from there. But I had a good fantasy week overall. I'm pretty happy with everything. I'm really happy I got Rodgers for Lamar Jackson as early as I did. Because uh, I don't think I would have been able to pull that off if I waited any longer. And uh, I just want to say, like always, I was a mad genius at work on that fucking trade. I was called crazy. I was called nuts. Seth was talking about a bunch of shit about me when I wasn't around. He told me that to my face. And guess what? It was one of the smartest fucking moves I've seen all year in our fantasy league. Um, God, that is so egotistical. <laughs> Uh, how was your fantasy week, Al? How'd you do, man? Uh, I played Peyton, and you know Peyton's kind of folded it in a little bit. He's he, five uh, in a row now, right? He's lost. Yeah, I mean he, he's got Kenny Galladay in, who's out still, and he, his defense was on a bye, so I think he's kind of he's kind of given up. But yeah, um, he, he won two Super Bowls. But I mean, you know, my team played really good. You know, Deshaun Watson at thirty three. I got eighteen from Scary Terry and Christian Kirk. Uh, Dalvin is just a points machine. Got me twenty two and a half. Oh man. Uh, J J Rob had a quiet week. Had ten points, but you know Steelers defense. I was expected. Uh, no offense, you know, tight end it is what it is. Uh, Mike Davis, 15 points on in the flex. Not bad at all. Uh, kicker had 10 points, and then the Pittsburgh defense picking off Luton Lunacy four times. How, how many points that defense have? 20.5. That's it? I know, that's what I said. I'm like, there's no way. On that's... four fucking interceptions? Yeah. But, um, I, you know, huh. put up 137 points. I mean, so it's it's a good week. And I, it's not loading who I play next week. Uh I want to say I play. I think I play Tim next week, either him or Byron. But okay, yeah, big week next week. If I, you know, Peyton still has Robert Woods and Godwin playing. So as long as I pull off the win, I'll clinch my playoff berth. Um, so yeah. mm. and I got oh I got my dad next week. Okay, that's fine. okay. I'm gotcha. not worried. Not worried. You not worried about Brady's bunch? No. This is my last fantasy season. Uh, it is. No, it is. No, I, I, I swear to God, it is. I, I, I you, you don't know how much you I was said this fuming. Last year. You said yeah, but I wasn't getting vetoed by the commissioner himself last year. Seth didn't veto your trade. Yes, he did. He, he has did. the power. Yes, he did. No, my trade went through. Thirty seconds later, it's vetoed. I literally, and I was negotiating with him. I know it was him. And yeah, I voted against your Derek fucking Henry trade because who wouldn't? Um, yeah, dude. I, I no, I'm not doing fantasy. This is my payment year. I'm on my. I'm on my. You're gonna play. 
chill out. You're gonna play. <laughs> you did this last year. You did the same exact I'm thing. such a drama kid. You are because right when we get to fantasy football, you're gonna be like, dude, I'm so fucking excited. I can't wait for the draft. I'm such a dramatic fucking. Oh my god. We yeah. need you in the league, man. We've only got ten people. I don't even know if I know anybody else to put in there. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I think Max didn't want to do it with us, yeah, right? Yeah, but I mean, Peyton we're losing probably, two guys. Probably won't play next year. I think Peyton and Steve are just gonna like, yeah, you know, bow out. And know? I wouldn't be surprised if Tim and Byron did the same. So we're gonna, we're yeah, gonna need fair. a big league construction. Yeah, that's fair. Well, if we get Max, that we have seven at that point. If I decide to come back, you're coming. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, my whole strategy is way different. Yeah. I can't believe myself. I took Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes, Ugh. Alvin Kamara, oh. and I think Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Hey, I, I can look that up right now. I, I Can you look at that? I, yeah, at the draft can, order? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So I, maybe Dalvin went top five because so. he should go top five. I would love to know this, actually. Compelling content. Uh, so you, you took Lamar at six. So, and you could have had, th- these are the picks that went out. Oh, him. here we go. Uh, Zeke, you know, I don't blame you not taking yeah. Zeke. Uh, Edwards Allaire, Michael Thomas, George Kittle, Mahomes, Chubb, Kyler Murray, Julio Jones are all the players. That like, that was like the next round after. Because the, the top five went Saquon. I don't know why George took oh Saquon my God. first. But it went Saquon, McCaffrey, Kamara, Henry, and Cook. Um, I mean, you could have had Tyreek Hill. DeAndre Hopkins. That's actually not that bad looking back. I should have I should have had Mahomes. I I, yeah. I, I I you know, but I got Aaron Rodgers out of Lamar Jackson. So, right. so and this is not a too, like a terrible loss. Yeah, and I think Mahomes is two or three in the fantasy rank, but Rodgers is five. So as long as I got a top five dude, he's been top five all year. He's been getting thirty a week. He's been top notch, looking like an MVP candidate. That's actually not that bad looking back. I actually feel a lot better now that you look that up for me because I was like, damn, I passed on a lot of guys, and I got my man. I got Jacobs. I, I didn't tell anybody, but that's just that's who I was looking for the whole time. And if I got really big balls, I might take him first round next year. Oh, but I'm going we'll J Rob next year. That's my boy. Yeah, no, nobody's taking him from me. I, I'm not letting anyone take Jacobs from me. And if they do, we're gonna bargain. We're, we're gonna, gonna, say, we're gonna I, trade. I, I might take Jacobs from you. Oh boy. But if <laughs> I do, then I know you're gonna take J Rob, and it'll be a. Then I'm not taking no fucking J Rob. I'm taking Dalvin Cook. It, that's a year from now. Uh, anyway, uh, NFL Week 11. So Week 11 picks. I didn't have that good of a week of the picks. Um, Seth and Al. Right now it's 17, uh, 14 Rams at half. Okay. Um, so look like the Rams are playing pretty well right now. Uh, Gronk hasn't done shit, but that's okay on my fantasy team. Um, Al switched from Rams to Bucks, and Seth went from Bucks to Rams, and it's looking like that pick may work out for Seth. Um, if the Rams can hold on and win this game, me and Maddie Ice didn't do good. If it works out to where the Bucks win, I'll be seven and seven. Maddie Ice is five and nine. Al, you'll be ten and four, and Seth will be eight and six. As far as standings go, I still have a three-game lead on everybody, no matter what happens this week. So I'm feeling good about that. Overall picks, um, win losses. I have I think a seven or eight game lead, no matter what happens. So I'm feeling decent, but there's still a lot more time for you guys to make up stuff and whatnot and uh, come back and win. So let's get into Week Twelve picks. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Um, it is week 12, so that means there's Thanksgiving Day games. We have three of them this year. Only one of them is good. 9.30 a.m., we got Texans at Lions. Look at that. Bad man, Deshaun Watson. You got Deshaun Watson? Oh, yeah. 100%. I didn't realize uh, Galladay and Swift were hurt last year, uh, last, year last, last week. week. And I, Was Matt Patricia not coaching? Was something happened with him? I don't know. 
I didn't see. I heard something happened with him that he was oh, on the sidelines sure. or something like that. If I would have known that, I would have not taken They got shut out, so that was really sad. I have Houston. I'm with you, though. I like Deshaun Watson in this game. I think it's one of those classic games they'll come in and have three or four touchdowns. They'll rush for one. He's just going to He'll look like a national champion. Is the, are the Bears not playing on Thanksgiving? No. Whoa. Yeah. Thank God. I was fucking sick of watching Trubisky. Well, they get another... Another primetime game instead. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they bargained with the NFL. Uh, second Thanksgiving game. This is at 1 p.m. we got the Washington organization at the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to go Washington. That bad man, Alex Smith. I'm going to go Dallas. I had Washington last week, but I don't I don't see them going in there on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys have Wait, something. Is it in Dallas? It's in Dallas. Okay, give me Dallas. Yeah, okay. I should have known it on Thanksgiving. They ain't playing not in Dallas. Yeah. Not Jerry's world. I can't believe that Detroit and Dallas get two Thanksgiving Day games just bubbled in every fucking and they're always yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's always awful, dude. I don't know I don't know what the NFL has against Thanksgiving. Um and the last Thanksgiving game on NBC, this one is um, one of the best games of the year. Yet again, we got Ravens and Steelers. I'm going Ravens. Someone's gotta knock the Steelers off their high horse. And I know I talked to you about Juju. I can't fucking stand Juju, dude. Do you wanna elaborate? Yeah, so for you guys that are on TikTok, uh, I also made a TikTok, something I never thought I'd do. Uh, (laughs) Juju Smith-Schuster has been posting TikToks dancing on teams' logos the last couple weeks. Uh, And if you don't play sports, you don't know how much of a disrespectful thing that is. Um, And someone's going to pop him. If he does it this week, he's going to get... Leveled. Yeah. Someone's someone's just going to come out and freaking clean him. But... um, Super disrespectful, and I think he's kind of starting to turn into Antonio Brown. Just not, like you said, not as good. <laughs> Doesn't have the talent to back it up. At least AB had the fucking stats and yeah. shit, even though he was a cocksucker. Um, he's better now on the Buccaneers. He's not really doing much, but there's like four other guys there that are yeah. like Pro Bowl level, so I understand. Um, I'm going to go Steelers, and I'm going Steelers because what in the fuck does Lamar Jackson do against big teams? He literally has lost to Mahomes three times. He has lost to the Steelers two times when they've been at full strength. He has lost to the Titans twice in 2020 alone, both times at home. Every time it's a big game, that guy shrivels up like nuts in the cold weather. I am going to go Pittsburgh Steelers on that one. I think they go to 11-0. I think someone has to stop them. I don't think they're going to go no 16-0. I don't see that happening, especially in Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving. There's going to be a lot of energy. That defense is really good. And Lamar got figured out. He just simply got figured out, man. It just is what it is. Um... All right, 10 a.m., we got eight morning games. I know you love when there's a trillion morning games and then, like, one or two afternoon games. <laughs> Makes the afternoon so hard. I can't even get through it without naps anymore. Yeah. I literally took two naps yesterday. Um, 10 a.m., first game. This isn't too bad. We got Justin Herbert and the Los Angeles Chargers in Buffalo against Josh Allen and the Bills. Give me the kid. You got the kid? Yeah. I think okay. he's going to have a really big game. Chargers should be like seven and three, not three and seven. Yeah. You know, six and four, or something like that. I'm gonna go Buffalo. I like the Bills a lot. Uh, did they have a bye last week? Who they play last week? Uh, or this week? They might have been on a bye. Were they on a bye? I think they, they were on a bye. Okay. So their last game they lost was that you know uh, the D, the D the the, the Hale Murray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think they're coming off a tough loss. They've had two weeks to prepare for the Chargers. It's a rookie quarterback. I love Herbert to death. I really do. But I just feel like he can easily go in there and throw three or four picks and shit the bed. I got Buffalo on that one. Um, we have an AFC South matchup that does not involve the Jaguars. We got Titans and Colts. Ooh, Decent game. game. I'm going to go Colts. Go Colts the Colts were impressive last week. Yeah, they were. That defense is really good. Defense is really good. Um, Titans won on the walk-off, but I have Titans this week. 
I like Titans a lot. I think this is about the time. This is about the time last year where they started heating up. Everyone was kind of sleeping on them really hard, and then all of a sudden it's like the Titans have won six or seven in a row, and then they go into the playoffs red hot, and then the, the next Derek, goat stopped them. But it's the Derrick Henry effect, man. Oh man. I mean, you get twelve weeks into the season, you don't want to tackle a guy like that. Especially for four quarters. <laughs> it's impossible. Right. You can't do it. And that is a lot of hair to take down to the ground. Uh, Panthers and Vikings. Vikings, uh, no. I'm going to go Panthers. You going to go Panthers? The PJ Vikings. Walker. Is it PJ Walker again? Uh, it'll probably be Teddy. Is it Teddy? Yeah. Well, what's up with Teddy? He almost he was supposed to play this last week, but they were cautious and just had him sit, I guess. Did the team doctor puncture his lung? I hope not. <laughs> Speaking of which, is Tyrod Taylor soon? <laughs> he needs to. That's a lot of money. That's a lot. I don't care what Anthony Lynn has to say about that team doctor. I'm suing the fucking doctor. Oh, yeah. Um, Panthers or Vikings? Vikings came off a tough... Lo- they lost, right? No, they won. They no, went they to Dallas. They lost to Dallas. They did? Yeah. In Minnesota. In uh, or Yeah, in yeah, Minnesota. In Minnesota. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was so out of it at that point. That was out of the second nap. Um, I'm going to go Minnesota on this one. I, I Carolina's good, but... Um, if McCaffrey's back, I don't have Carolina. I mean, he's a Ewing theory guy. This guy is a total superstar, knocks down some of the hottest chicks you'll ever see in your life, and somehow his team always performs worse when he's on the field. It's the weirdest thing in the whole world. Um, I got Minnesota on that one. We got Browns and Jaguars. Jacks. Really? Minshew's mustache will be back out there. No more tank for Trevor? Uh, no, it's still tank for Trevor. I just think they're going to – I mean, I think they're going to win one more game. And this is, this is a typical going to be – one of the typical Baker Mayfield games where he's supposed to come out and play amazing and he's going to come out and throw five picks. <laughs> five. <laughs> I mean, maybe not five because our secondary is beat to smithereens. Cheeks. But it's smithereens. Not even, I mean, dude, everyone in our secondary is hurt. It's insane. But, um, yeah, I got the Jags. I'm going to roll with you, man. I got Jacksonville. I think this is their second and final win on the year. Yeah. I, I feel like they're not – not good in the sense of being good, but they're too good to go 1-15 and 15 kind of yeah. thing. They won in week one, and that was it. Minshew's back. There's going to be some sort of energy. J-Rob's good. And they're at home. They're at home. Chark's good. Like, it's not like they have nobody. Like, they have guys who could be pro bowlers. Yeah. Especially J-Rob. Um, going undrafted he like should, that. He should be in the pro. Well, I know there's not going to be a pro bowl, but. Yeah. Yeah. He, what he's done, I mean, to be undrafted in a year where there's no preseason, there's only a month of training camp. I mean, what he's done is just insane because he took the the job from a guy, you know, an established veteran, a former number four overall pick, and just snatched the job from him without even playing in a game. Who's that? Fournette. Oh, Fournette. Yeah. Okay, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, just insane what he's done. You know, I, I talk about it all the time. He's my guy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, one of the worst games of the whole fucking year. We got Giants at no Burrow Bengals. <sighs> Gotta go Giants. I ain't taking Ryan Finley, that's for sure. Who the hell's Ryan Finley? He's going to be playing quarterback. That's all I got to say. I got Giants <laughs> as well. Uh, shout out to Ryan Finley. We got Cardinals and Patriots. Cards, oh, yeah. Cam. Oh, Cam. Yeah. Cam Newton fell off harder than a boulder falling off a fucking waterfall into a river. Yeah, K1. I'm going K1, dude. I don't K-1 know what the fuck's is. going on. Whew. You know what's crazy? His stats are not that good. He has, like, I think, 19-8 and eight on the year, and we're talking about MVP, and it's like... What is rushing stats, though? we got to throw his rushing stats. Yeah, out. that's fair. That's and his fair. team. His team's doing really good. I mean, I guess they've kind of lost a couple recently. So, I mean, I think he's kind of fallen off the MVP race, which, I mean, how have we not, how have we not talked about Mahomes for MVP? I mean, I think he's a front runner after last night. Yeah. I mean, he marched the field in a minute, 15 seconds, Effortless. seven plays. Effortless. Did you see the end of the game? Yeah. Effortless. How does the best tight end... 
get that fucking did open. You see, it was Abrams. Do you see what Abrams did? He was supposed to be the guy freaking uh, guarding that part of the field, but right when Mahomes rolled out, Abrams, you know, cause Abrams is a great safety, and I think he's going to be a really good player, but he's got a tendency to be like, I need to go hit that guy. And that's what he did. He ran straight away from Kelsey to go hit Mahomes, who's 20 yards away from him. And it ended up being his it ended up being his fault that 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 Kelsey was that wide open. Great game by the Raiders. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. I mean, as far as a moral victory, I think it's a moral victory for the Raiders. And I mean, you know you can hang with them. You already beat them once. Not for nothing. They ain't afraid of them. Yeah. John Gruden has that team programmed to not. I mean, I forget which which coach it was back in the day when I played Pop Warner, but he said you can't play football with a tight asshole. And it was one of the funniest shits I've ever heard in my life. But the Raiders, they don't play with a tight asshole against that guy. They don't give a fuck who that guy is. Yeah. They respect him, like the way we all respect him. But we also know Mahomes has a tendency to not play well in the first half. And yet again last night, he comes out like fucking Gary the Snail on SpongeBob. He ain't doing shit. I mean, Edwards Alaire is doing what he's doing. And then come fourth quarter, they score, I think, three touchdowns, at least two touchdowns, yeah. including that final drive. And I mean... Yeah, it's literally the Tom Brady effect. This guy is literally taking the reins from Brady. There's a minute 56 to go. Raiders just scored to go up 31-28. You knew. You knew. And Collinsworth said it. He's like, this guy in his soul believes he is going to win this fucking game. They are not going for this tie. Yeah. Something astronomical has to go wrong for them to win or um, lose the game. And, yeah, dude, I – oh, man. It's I, a moral victory for the Raiders, but goddamn, that guy's good. I seen something on Twitter last night, and it was – it perfectly embodies how I think everyone feels about Mahomes at this point. It was like, it was like, it was like, bro, fuck Mahomes. Like this shit isn't even fun anymore. And I was like, you know what? I kind of feel that. Like he's fun to watch, but like, he he's gonna be like Brady. You know, everyone's gonna be like, oh fuck. You know, here we go. I want to see something real quick. Sorry, compelling content on the podcast. Uh, Mahomes has thrown two picks on the year. Guess what? Both of them are to the Raiders. Fun fact: twenty-seven touchdowns, two picks. Uh, I mean, who we're talking about as far as who has uh, Saints having the Bucks number? Raiders may have the Chiefs number, and it I turns wouldn't, I wouldn't say. It. I think you got to beat them up twice to have their number. We went to Arrowhead and put forty on them. Yeah, but if you, they, they should have won that game you didn't last beat night, them the second time. Though. I I know we didn't beat them the second time it, because the Saints got the Bucks number. They do. They, they I mean, they whipped their ass both times, especially yeah. that second meeting in Tampa. Yeah, which is fair. Fire, I, the, fire them cannons, as my dad says. <laughs> Oh, my God. Moving on. We got Dolphins and Jets. Je- I'm going to pick Jets until they win, man. Oh, my God. Dude, I, they have to win at some point, man. Two was not dropping two in a row. No pun. I got Miami. I got Miami. I'm not even going to entertain that. Uh, Raiders at Falcons. Last morning game. Raiders. Okay. I, got... I feel like I haven't picked the Raiders that much this year. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I think you've picked them the most. Really? Yeah. I, we can go back in the archives and, and look and whatnot and see. I feel like I haven't picked them at all. For sure, week two, you picked them. Okay. I, you picked them five or six times. Oh, okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, neither Chief game, but I think as far as definitely against the Jets. Oh, this is the Chief schedule. Ah, oh, fuck it, dude. It is yeah, what it is. Uh, <laughs> three afternoon games. We got Saints and Broncos. Saints. Taysom Hill, right? Yeah. Still take me the Saints. I'm going to take Saints as well. I'm not picking no Vic Fangio-led fucking team. Uh, especially when they got their win last week against Miami. I No, dude. Uh, Niners at Rams. At Rams. Give me the, the Rams. You got the Rams? Yeah. I'm not taking the Niners simply because I don't know who the hell's healthy. I don't yeah. know who's playing. They were on a bye last week, weren't they? Yeah. Okay. They were on a bye. So they had two weeks to prepare, but they're going to L.A. Uh, I'm going to go Rams. Rams. And uh, not for nothing, the Niners already beat the Rams once this year. I think the Rams are out for blood, especially mm-hmm. now that there's no one on the Niners that's playing. And then game of the week, last afternoon game. I don't know why this isn't getting flexed out. We got that bad man, Patrick Mahomes, against the GOAT. 
in Tampa. I'm going Chiefs and Bucks. I'm going Chiefs. You want Chiefs? Yeah. I'm taking the Chiefs every fucking week. I'm going Tampa. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to go Tampa Bay. I Look, we didn't get uh, Mahomes-Rogers last year. Mahomes was hurt. Brady has it out for these young dudes. I, I think he feels like LeBron in the NBA. He wants to, you know, kind of just show them, you know, it's like it's still my coast. You know, it's still like he, he's a gunslinger. Um, and I just, the Chiefs have had to claw and fight for their wins, it seems like, this year. I can't remember a certain game except maybe the Jets game where they just throttled the other team. Um, I mean, someone correct me if I'm wrong. I'm looking at the schedule. I mean, maybe the Texans in week one. But besides that, they haven't throttled any team at all. Um Tampa Bay is really good, dude, yeah, and I, they might lose this game tonight. Really good too. But that defense is good. I like Brady with all those receivers, and he just has way too many weapons. I can see Mahomes going in there and throwing another pick or two. One thing's um, for sure: I'm no no naps next week in the afternoon. <laughs> I'm gonna take that's a nap at the 10 a.m. game. That's gonna be a game to watch. Yeah, um, and also not for nothing, the Chiefs are on the road for the second straight week. And I mean, if we know revisionist history in the NFL. Uh, the Chiefs are a really good road team, but, I mean, being on the road for two or three straight weeks, I mean, that mentally wears on you. You yeah. don't get to go home and get the bitches that you want, you know, which I, I always go back to that. But, I mean, it, it's true. Yeah. You don't go home and sleep in your own bed. You right. don't go home and drink your own whiskey, whatever the fuck. Um, I, I got Buccaneers. Sunday Night Football. We got fucking Bears and Packers. Packers that's, God. Can they flex that? God, come on, man. It's Bears-Packers, dude. There's no way. Care. I already know are that you going to sit there and tell me Bears Packers will get more viewers than fucking Bucks no, Chiefs? No, not at all. But I, I can already hear Al Michaels. And, you know, this is the 174th matchup between these two teams. They are dead tied. It's like, how are they still tied? The Packers have been kicking their ass for 20 years. How the fuck are they still tied? I don't I don't know, dude. It is what it is. Money than football. I'm not even going to watch. We might have to record a pod during this fucking game, dude. It's Seahawks-Eagles, bro. Oh, my God. That's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, Seahawks. That's That's disgusting. <laughs> Makes me want to throw up. I'm going to go Seattle as well. Not a lot of different picks this week, but that's okay. It's not really that great of a week, to be honest with you. So let's just go through real quick. I have Steelers. Al has the Ravens. I have the Bills. He has the Chargers. I have Titans. He has the Colts. I Well, there is a lot of different picks. I have the Vikings. You have the Panthers. Um, I have the Dolphins. You have the Jets. And that is it. After that, Oh, no. I have Tampa. You have KC. So a schedule will probably be decided by the end of the afternoon games as far as who won. But... Um, yeah, that is our week 12 picks. And is there anything else you want to discuss, man, before we get no. out of here? No. Anything else to hit on? No. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you made it this far, we will keep coming back to the library. Next week we have Ken. Uh, we're going to record that one actually at Compass Sports Cards, um, which I, I think will be fine. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of outside noise, nothing like that. So thank you for listening. If you made it this far, we appreciate you very much. Almost at an hour 24. I'm going to try and drag this out. And uh, have a good Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yep. Hopefully you stay safe and uh, celebrate it. the way you want to and have lots of turkey. Hopefully it's not dry. I hate dry turkey. Yeah. Uh, Got to drown that, drown that thing in gravy. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Uh, real, real quick, uh, what's your favorite dish at Thanksgiving? That's not turkey. I got to go stuffing. I love stuffing. I love stuffing. And I love mashed potatoes and gravy. I everyone, put gravy on everything. Everyone says potatoes and gravy. I'm, I, you know what I really like? I love green bean casserole. Oh, really? I'm, I'm a green bean My casserole mom makes guy. A really, I'm going to have her save some for you. She makes a really good one. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, I felt bad because she was, she, was like, she was like, which one of you guys likes green bean casserole? I'm going to make it. And we were all like, um. <laughs> you guys don't like it? You're no, a green no, bean casserole like guy? Green casserole. Okay. Oh, is it because fucking cream of mushroom is in there? Maddie Ice talking about cream and shit? I, I can easily see him not liking it because of that. That is funny. Um, a green bean casserole or stuffing. I also like those like straight yeast like Hawaiian rolls. Oh, yeah. Those are good, too. I drown those things in gravy, too. <laughs> I drown everything in gravy. Salt and pepper. Drown it in the salt and pepper. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, guys. We'll see you next week, and have a good night. See you later.